Welcome to Books at Work, the best and most useful bits of business books. I'm Anna Hughes and my professional purpose is to help people love their work and I really hope you find at least one thing from Books at Work to make work better. So many of us are faking it till we make it and pretending to be something that we're not. That's Janine Garner. She wrote Be Brilliant, How to Lead a Life of Influence. The speed read of Be Brilliant is coming right up. But before we get there, our last book on leadership, Live, Learn, Lead by Gail Kelly, struck a real chord with a lot of people. One of those was Hazel Ewan-Smith from the UK. She's won our copy of Live, Lead and Learn. It's on its way, Hazel. To go into the draw for your copy of the book that we feature on each episode, just let me know what you think. Follow us on Instagram, Books at Work, or subscribe on booksatwork.co.nz. Let's get our speed read of Be Brilliant started. Be Brilliant is Janine Garner's third book. She's based in Australia and works with global leaders on leadership and growth. Be Brilliant is about how to survive and thrive as a leader now and in the future. Janine pitches up her ideas and insights in a world where we're all often exhausted. Be Brilliant frees us up to unleash our inner brilliance as both individuals and leaders. Janine wants us to own who we are and give ourselves permission to be our best selves. There are four laws to unleash our brilliance. The one I like best and really resonates with me and a lot of people I know is Law 1. Own your own spotlight. Be you. We're asked to work out where we sit on the continuum of self-doubt at one end and self-belief at the other, or invisibility on one end and visibility at the other. And why do we sit where we sit? Ask ourselves honestly, who are you really being? Are you truly being you? If not, what needs to turn that around? We're also encouraged to own our inner genius. We've each got skills, knowledge and experience that makes us an asset. Own it. Share it. Law 2 is all about harnessing your energy. Being ready. Stop the busy. It's just an excuse. Take back control. How do we rate on the survive at one end or thrive at the other end continuum? How do we rate when we think about how time poor or time rich we are. We're encouraged to shift our mindset. Move from I can't do something to not yet and I can. We're also encouraged to get friendly with failure. A key part of harnessing your energy and being ready as a leader is stamina. We're encouraged to put our own needs first. That's not selfish, it's smart. We're also encouraged to say no to things. The third law, Law 3, is connect with intent. Be together. Everything we say or do makes an impact. On that continuum again, how connected or disconnected are we? How supported do we feel? Do we have an inner circle? Do you feel inspired by those around you to do more? Or are you surrounded by people limiting your dreams and self-belief? Law 4 is about magnifying your influence. Be heard. Are we a leader or are we more of a hoarder? 
on that continuum again, are we consistent or inconsistent? Answering these questions will help us work out whether we're magnifying our influence and that of others. Do you hoard your ideas? Or in the way that you behave, do you share your thinking? Do you do it consistently or are you sporadic? What I really like about Be Brilliant and Janine Garner's ideas is that each of us, doesn't matter if we're a leader, doesn't matter if we're a team member, doesn't matter if we're a male or a female, we each have permission to own our own spotlight. And if we don't, according to Janine, we're negligent. So today we're focusing on Be Brilliant, a beautiful book by Janine Garner. Welcome, Janine. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me, Anna. Now, we start every Books at Work podcast with a simple question, and that is, where are you in the world today, and what's the view out your window? What a beautiful question. I am sitting in Sydney uh, in my home office. It's actually near Manly. I'm about 10 minutes away from Manly Beach. And I am looking out of my window and directly in front of me, I can see the city skyline. And to the left of me, I can see the ocean. Sounds absolutely beautiful. So another simple question, why this book now? Well, to be honest with you, over the last few years in my work with uh, executives, business owners, leaders, teams, I was starting to see an increasing amount of fatigue, of stress, of burnouts, and that was fueling this ongoing questioning about people saying, what's next for me? How do I continue to be relevant? And it was starting to frustrate me, quite honestly, because what I could see was brilliance waiting to be unleashed. And yet the doubt and the fatigue and the stress was quashing all of that stuff. So I wrote Be Brilliant really as a handbook for anyone that is wanting to to reignite their brilliance, to ultimately live and lead a life that is successful, where they're back in control, whether they're making an impact and in control of their next. That, that leads us to the BU part of the book. And there's a lot of talk at the moment around authenticity and leadership. So really keen to focus on the practical things that you talk about in the book. Um, so one of them is owning your own spotlight. What, why does this matter to a leader and to leadership? Because so many of us aren't quite frankly, um, so many of us are faking it till we make it and pretending to be something that we're not. And it's only in those quiet moments where, and often it's those one-on-one -on -one meetings that I'm having with, with executives, where the self-doubt, the insecurity, the imposter syndrome comes out as the thing that's stopping them. And here's the thing, right? Until we can accept our own imperfections and rise above it, until we can accept our own limitations and stop making excuses for what we don't have, until we can accept all of the warts and all of ourselves, it is going to be absolutely impossible to allow the people around us to be the same. And ultimately, um, our teams are looking to leaders to inspire them to make the right actions, to do the right work moving forward. Our teams are looking to our leaders to inspire them to step up. Um, our teams, young and old, are looking to our leaders for guidance to show them what it means to be a great leader now 
and into tomorrow. And if we as individuals can't accept who we are, if we can't own our strengths, if we can't openly admit our weaknesses, if we can't accept our flaws and imperfections, we are never, ever going to create the space to allow our teams to do that. And so it absolutely starts with you owning who you are, not making excuses, not making up fake stories, not pretending to be something you're not, but to actually fall back in love with exactly the person you are, with all your experience, all your differences, all your cultural heritage, all of the highs and lows, all of that backstory, knowing that you're exactly where you need to be right now. And that person, that you that you are, have the absolute opportunity to create an impact every single day. How, how do you own it? How do you accept it? What, what, what do you do? Well, I think this is where uh, the business of life, and I talk in the beginning of the book about fatigue getting, the way, getting in the way of our brilliance. And when I talk about fatigue, um, you know, so many of us are exhausted with the busyness of life. Uh, we're exhausted with being stretched in multiple directions by family and work and leaders and home and whatever it is. And so many of us are exhausted with the choices that are in front of us. And that exhaustion um, actually keeps us still because why would you want to do any work on yourself? And, and, and actually, the only way we can own who we are is to be prepared and intentional about taking a step back and to ask yourself the questions. And the questions are very much around, um, you know, I ask, I get a lot of people in the book, I talk about four particular questions when we're looking at expertise and ownership. And this, these four questions are, okay, first of all, what are you actually known for? What are you really known for? What are you good at? Um, who do you actually help or serve? What are the real problems that you're actually solving for people? And, and why does what you do matter? And I don't think enough of us ask these questions. I think we're on the roller coaster of life. I think we're these mice going round wheels, going from tomorrow to the next day to the next day. And suddenly 2021 has become 2022 and 2025 and 2030. And it's only when we look back that we go, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've never actually owned who I am, what I do, and who I ultimately want to become. Um, nobody else is living your life for you. So those four questions, if, if, if you spend time answering it, those, what, what difference mm. do you think that would make? Uh, I, the evidence is there because I've seen the result of it. So without asking these questions of yourself, you essentially are in this spiral of continuous questioning, continuous confusion, and continuous self-doubt. And those things stop your progress. If you can answer these questions, you get ownership around what you're passionate about and what your unique expertise is. We get clarity about who you serve, what your purpose in life is, and you get conviction around the reason for being, the problems that you are solving. And that ownership with the clarity, with the conviction, ultimately drives momentum. And isn't that what we all want. We all want to become better tomorrow than we are today. Well, another concept that you've got in the book that really resonated with me was uh, the concept around flying your own flag. And, you know, I know a lot of women aren't very good at that. I know a lot of Kiwis aren't very good at that. What, what's that about and why have you called that out? 
Here's the thing, right? In uh, writing this book, I spent probably a good year before actually putting pen to paper, talking to leaders around the world, talking to game changers and thought leaders, talking to philanthropists and Olympic athletes. And do you know what? Every single one of them spoke about self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and not feeling good enough. Um, it's part of our human nature. The difference between them and us as women or you as New Zealanders, whatever bucket you want to put yourself in, is that they have worked out how to stop listening to those inner critics, those inner voices, because they realize that listening to those inner voices limits their potential, limits the impact they're making, um, limits their ability to drive change. And so to me, flying your own flag is a conviction piece. It's about actually acknowledging the work that you've done. It's about giving yourself a high five for the impact that you're making. It's about being intentional about who you are serving. And it's about going, you know what? I am okay. I'm actually bloody good at this. The reality is in, particularly here in Australia, we have this tall poppy syndrome, which I also Sorry. call out in the book, where Sorry. for whatever reason, anyone that's successful is chopped off at the knees. And I, I had um, a, a um, social media keyboard fight with somebody only this week who started actually challenging this concept of small business owners and entrepreneurs and basically not feeling very nice about them. And I just went for it, which basically said, you have no idea about the the hustle, the time, the determination, the resilience, the sleepless nights, the personal brand, the personal money that is laid out on the table with people that are building their own future. And I think this, 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 I don't know what it is. Why can't we celebrate success, no matter how small or how big? Why can't we go, awesome job, brilliant, you're so inspiring. And we can't change society per se, but what we can do is show, it's that whole thing of be the change. We can show other people how, um, what can happen when you're prepared to fly your own flag. A classic example, writing a book, Be Brilliant is my third book. There is nothing more nerve wracking than putting your words out there for the world to read, for people that you have no idea who they are to pick up your book and to have an opinion about what you've written. It is nerve wracking. But if I hadn't have done that, if I didn't let you know about this book, you and I would never have met. And it's that bravery piece, that's what I mean. And I, I guess on a really small scale, um, that really resonates with me with this podcast. So I put it out there and I'm really proud of it. And I would never normally say I'm really proud of it. I like it, but I am saying that when people, people talk to me about it, I, and I love the fact that I'm doing that. It makes me feel good. You should be. You should be proud of it. It takes courage. It takes determination. It takes choice. It takes a willingness to step out from the crowd. One of my favorite sayings is be a flamingo in a flock of pigeons. That's what you're doing. And you should be proud of yourself. There will be people that will try and bring you down. And another part of the book is around be ready. You've got this formula for harnessing your energy um, and it's around energy, stamina and behaviours. And there's a concept in there about um, going for green. Can you just talk a little bit about that and what that means and what it looks like? 
No, absolutely. Um, I mean, here's the thing, right? Unless we harness our own energy to bring the best of ourselves to what we do, it doesn't matter how many dreams, visions, goals, project plans we put in place, we will fail. We saw, we've seen so much of it in terms of impact on well-being. Um, I first read this concept from a guy called Rick Hansen. He's a um, psychologist and author. And he talks about the brain having three states. He talks about the brain having a red state, an orange state, and a green state. And the red state, uh, like it sounds, it's a place of stress. It's a place of where you know the adrenaline is rushing rushing so quickly it's like your your muscles are tense you can't think clearly you're overwhelmed there's increased stress and it just stops you having any perspective the orange state is like a neutral state and the green state which is where we need to work towards is one where um that happy hormone oxytocin takes over you have clarity you have calmness you're able to get perspective uh you've got wider thinking you've got more empathy more self-awareness and so when i talk about going for green it's taking ownership about taking the right actions to ensure that you are maximizing the chances of you operating in that green space for as long as possible because that impacts your behavior and it has an impact on how brilliant you can become so what are some of the things you can do to to get in the green or stay in the green yeah, well, none of this will surprise you, I'm sure, Anna. It is things like it's the good habits. It's um, not having a jam-packed calendar. It's about looking after your sleep. It's making sure you've got downtime. It's making sure you have time in your day where you can actually think and you've got space. It's about great diet. It's about you know not drinking too much alcohol. It's about exercise. It's basically all the stuff that we know but very few of us are disciplined about that we have to actually put boundaries around in our time throughout our day. All of those things will fuel that green brain space. And it's a beautiful place of perspective, of being able to make the right decisions at the right time to take the right actions and to actually, here's what happens when you're in green state. You can see what's not being said. You get this incredible sense of awareness, which allows you to be a better person, a better leader, a better individual. How realistic is it to be in that that green space? It sounds a bit idealistic. It is like, well, it's a choice, right? It's an absolute choice. You can't be in it 100% because the reality is the working day fuels you up. You have meetings and email things going off and Zoom sessions and work to do. But what you are in control over is when you shut down, when you turn off, how much sleep you get, the moments in the day, the hacks in the day um, where you can refuel. So for me, it's about boundaries. So I am absolutely disciplined about what I do in the morning. It's exercise. I meditate. I journal. I have a protein green smoothie before I get to work. I minimize my caffeine. I make sure after intense zoom sessions like after this interview i'll get up and i'll walk around outside to clear and reset my brain and it's at the end of the day making sure i i uh wind down to make sure that i'm maximizing my sleep no one will do this for you and everyone has their own habits that will allow them to stay in that green state you your listeners know what it is because it's the stuff that they're not doing and the stuff that they wish they could be doing 
So I wanted to also canvas the concept around be together. And some of the things that I picked out were heart not head, ban the BS, make every moment count, and the sum of the parts. Now, I don't know whether you can talk about those in a summary way, or are there some concepts in there that, that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we can't be successful alone. It's impossible to achieve all those goals to unlock your brilliance alone. We need each other. And yet too many of us are still connecting with our heads. We're connecting uh, because we have to. We're thinking about the outcome. We've got conversations going on in our head where we're trying to work out what to say. What do people think of me? What do I do next? It's all attention in. When I talk about connecting with intent, and I talk about connecting with the heart, essentially it's about get out of your own way. Get out of your own way and get curious about the people that you are meeting because in the difference of opinion, in the diversity of cultural heritage, in the experiences to now, lie up the answers that we're looking for. It's about being attention out so that we are constantly listening deeply and curious about how we can help. And in that is tied the ban the BS because too many of us are living a fake life. I mean, unfortunately, social media is perpetuating that with these quackered, beautifully retouched images that we want the world to see. And I guess, stop it. Like, you've got to be you. And people, if we were to meet each other on the side of a rugby pitch or in a supermarket, Anna, I would be exactly the same. And it wasn't always like that. And when I left corporate um, 10 years ago, I made this decision that no matter who I met, wherever I went, this was always going to be me, knowing that some people will like it and some people won't. That's taken practice. I love how that um, goes straight back to that whole issue of authenticity that we talked about at the beginning. Keen to just go back to the beginning of the book where you've got your yeah. um, Unleash Brilliance model. And I noted that you look at this at the start of every year and we're kind okay. of the start of this year. Just can you can you describe that? And yeah, yeah just describe Yeah, that. absolutely. And so when you look at the model, if you imagine a, a horizontal line, um, essentially from left to right on that horizontal line, it goes from outer confidence to inner confidence. We then have a vertical line where at the top I've got me and at the bottom we. And this model is basically saying we have to work above the line on ourselves, on our own confidence before we can possibly have the impact on other people. So the model is made up of the four laws. Law number one, uh, which is the first one above the line, is the one about owning your spotlight. And this is about gaining clarity on who you are, on who you are being, and who you want to become. The second law then talks to being ready and harnessing your energy. And essentially in there are the three facets that you talked to earlier about, you know, we can own ourselves, our visions, our expertise, but if we're absolutely exhausted, we're no good to anyone. And it's all about what do you need to do to make sure you are bringing you the best of yourself every single day. And here's the thing, only when those law one and two are operating properly, can we truly have impact on other people. And this is that then when law number three comes in, connecting with intent, making sure that you've got a group of awesome, incredible cheerleaders behind you and promoters and supporters that you are engaging with to drive the work that needs to be done. And then the fourth final law is, okay, what's the impact you're making on the people around you? 
and I look at it and I map against those four laws. You could do it on a scale of one to 10, or you could do it with red, orange, green, with red being, oh my gosh, this is really struggling, green and awesome. And every single time you can identify which law needs the focus right now. So the model is almost the blueprint for your listeners to use to identify immediately where they need to do the work. How comfortable are you for me to share that model on our website, on the Books at Work website? Yeah, go for it. Um, I loved this book and I've loved this conversation even more. I just love your energy and I really hope that our listeners get as much out of it as I have and that friends of mine have. So thank you very much for joining us on Books at Work and have a great day. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Alrighty, the Be Brilliant Take 5. 1. Own your own spotlight. Spend three minutes writing down or talking to someone about the things you're good at. 2. Anchor the next 365 days. Choose a word or a series of words that will anchor you to the next 12 months. Work out how this will impact on your life, your leadership and how you make decisions. 3. Reframe I can't. Write down five I can'ts and reframe them as I can's. Four, magnify others. Are you sharing your knowledge and opening doors for others and creating opportunities for them? And five, unleash your own brilliance. Own who you are, get out of your way and bring your best to life and work. I'm Anna Hughes and that's Books at Work, making work better.